Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 140. And today I want to look at a beautiful, beautiful story in the Bible in John chapter 8. The first 11 verses. It's actually John 7, verse 53 through 8, 11. This is a story that is found in the Bible that I've heard preached dozens of times. I've heard pastors all around the world preach on this text. And I've heard people misunderstand this scripture. I've heard people preach it with boldness and passion and beautifully. And today I want to pull out one truth from it. And it's actually a truth that I've also seen from my dad years and years ago when he came back from the Holy Land the first time he went on that trip. He brought back all of these items from Bethlehem specifically of the nativity scenes. He had dozens and dozens of nativity scenes he brought back from the Holy Land. And I remember thinking, what in the world is going on? And I asked the question, hey, Dad, why do you have so many nativity scenes? And I began to look through his house, and he had pictures of the nativity scene. He had statues. He had trinkets. He had all of these items that displayed this nativity scene. Now, in case you're wondering, the nativity scene is typically a Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus, right? So that's the three pieces that made up the nativity scene, what they call the holy family. But then there's also, in a lot of sets, there's different animals that would have been there in the stable. There's a stable around it. Sometimes there's a star above it. Sometimes there's an angel around there. Sometimes there's wise men that had shown up or whatever the scene may look like. And I remember him telling me the reason he loved the nativity scene so much is because he said it displayed the one time in history we got it right. And I thought, well, what does that mean? And he said, every eye is focused onto Jesus. He said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is looking down at the baby. Joseph is looking at the baby. If there are shepherds in the nativity scene, they're looking at the child. Even the animals in the nativity scenes are faced and positioned to where they can see the baby. My dad used to always say that that's the one point in history we all had it right. Every eye was on Jesus. I want to look at this story in John chapter 8 today and be reminded of this. When all eyes are on Jesus, everything's going to be okay. This is a story where Jesus had been teaching. Everybody had gone back to their homes, and it says he came back out to the temple the next morning, and all the people came out to him, and he sat down and taught them. Well, then the scribes and the Pharisees went and found a woman who had been caught in adultery. So remember, it's early in the morning. He came to the temple. So the scribes and Pharisees went and got this woman who was caught in the middle of adultery, and they placed her in the middle of this entire crowd. Now, as a teacher trying to keep the attention of those in front of you, this had to be a frustrating scene, right? Jesus is in the middle of teaching, and the scribes and Pharisees bring this woman who's probably either naked or just covered in a sheet or wrapped up in some piece of clothing that she found as they pulled her out of this situation. And when the scribes and Pharisees had brought her into the midst of everybody, it says in verse number four, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? And verse six tells us the reason. It says they said this to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. And then I want you to notice something. It says Jesus bent down and he wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and he said, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more, he bent down again and wrote on the ground. 
But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. I want you to see something in this story. I've heard it preached before that all eyes must have been on the girl, right? Because this is a humiliating thing. She's obviously an eyesore to look at in this scene. She's not dressed properly. She's not there for the right reasons. She was basically arrested and brought and thrown in front of this crowd. But as I read this story, we don't even see another thing about the woman up until this next verse. What we see is Jesus bends down, and then we see he writes, and then we see he stood up, and then we see he starts talking, and then he bends back down again. All eyes are on Jesus. This gives me a little bit of hope, saying that when the enemy catches me and he brings me in front of Jesus, he's no longer looking at me. He's looking at Jesus, saying, what will Jesus do with this sinner? What will Jesus do with this person that's caught doing something they weren't supposed to do? All eyes are on Jesus. No eyes are on this woman. In fact, we don't even see the woman again in the story. We don't know if she's sitting down. We don't know if she's laying in the ground, if she's curled up in a ball. We don't know if she's trying to hide. We don't know if she's trying to escape. We don't know anything about it. All we see is Jesus bending down, riding on the ground, standing up, speaking, bending back down on the ground and wrote on the ground some more. All eyes are on Jesus. But then it says, when they heard it and they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Now we see the woman is standing there, but no one else is around. All eyes were on Jesus until the moment they walked away. And now it's just Jesus and this woman. And it says in verse 10, Jesus stood up again. We still see what Jesus is doing and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, sin no more. Today, I want to encourage you in this. There's a lot to unpack in this story that we're not going to jump into today. I'm not going to preach a sermon to you today out of this text. What I want to remind you of is keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the sin of someone else. Don't look at the sin all around you in the world. Look at Jesus. Let's go back to the nativity where in my dad's eyes, he says the world got it right in this moment. Today, find Jesus. Today, look for Jesus. Today, don't be so consumed with the scribes and the Pharisees interrupting your church moments. Don't pay attention to the sins around you in the world. Look at Jesus. What's he doing? When you read the scripture, find Jesus in it. See what he's doing. Is he bending over and writing? Is he standing up and speaking? Is he bending back down again? Is he standing up again? See what Jesus is doing. When our eyes are on Jesus, I believe we will hear him say, There's now no condemnation for you. I've paid the price for your sin. Go and sin no more. Today, let's put our eyes on Jesus. Jesus.